Welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Hi, I'm Mark and the founder and CEO of Blockhead. And this is Tim, uh, managing editor here at Blockhead. Tim, very happy today, huh? Ah, and, uh, I'm usually very happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're a fine line between happy and high. Not, uh, hey, and, and tired, lah. <laughs> tired. tired. You just be very careful when you say hi nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very just, sensitive. Uh, you know, yesterday, what, what happened, right? No, no, Wait, what, happen- today. Huh? what happened yesterday? No, they, they hang a guy for like, you know, Oh shit! Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't but go there. High, high as in happy on life, lah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, you know, playing the kid, everything. You know, like all that jazz, <laughs> right? So daddy moment. So it's great. High it's on the great. Market, yeah, well, the market very high. Market very high recently, right? So uh, yeah. And before we begin on the main story, so right, Tether just made back, right? It's a uh, all its market cap, right? So I think that's a that's an interesting moment. Anybody, any thoughts? This is not our main story, uh, but but uh, we just slide it in. Anybody, any thoughts around this? Um, cool. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone everyone is trying to figure out which is the stable, stable coin, right? Yeah, yeah, You're just moving back and forth between like USDT, USDC. Let's just talk about that, that scary moment, right? Like after like Celsius temporarily halted all withdrawals, okay? Mm -hmm. So like the USDT depacked like I think once again at that time. I think that was the most recent one. La. So then that, that really unsettled everybody. La, because you know, then we had, I mean, the community is just wondering like, you know, whether USDT was going the way of UST. Mm. But I guess, you know, like we're here now and it's not. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there, I mean, it's competitors like USDC. I mean, that they've also been like in a lot of trouble lately as well as uh, now the BUSD, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is what it is. We will keep observing. Maybe, maybe it's time we move away from stable coins, right? Maybe stable coins aren't that stable. Well, that's an <laughs> investigative piece, piece, right? So that is for, for another time, right? Investigative but, piss, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're shitting on this a bit too much, right? Huh? Yeah, but, but, but uh, today we have three interesting stories for all of you. Maybe not totally a crypto thing, you know, but, but, but it has definitely has impact in the crypto space. So I'm going to roll with the first story, right? Singapore's rental market grows massively and it has become a barrier of entry for crypto entrepreneurs, right? And which, which sometimes I ask like, mm, so if they don't come here, does it affect us? Uh, that's a different discussion. But yeah, SG rental market prices have gone up at least 30%. Some reports say it's 40 to 50%. And here there's a special note that say Cohen says 65%. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Cohen is the co-founder of Blockhead and he has some personal experience uh, 65% it's quite nuts right so especially with a lot of SG regulators giving crypto the cold well, shower I, I, I think he's renting at uh, yeah pretty near the CBD and like it's a it's a one room flat studio I think is it studio? Mm. Yep. yeah I think he's paying like two, 2.8k a month was putting 2.8k was, yeah. uh, so 65% on top of that that'll be at least 4k plus uh. damn man Damn, that is crazy. But the idea here is, you know, um, property prices keep moving up and the lack of clarity with SG regulators in the space is turning entrepreneurs away from Singapore overall, right? So, um, yeah, what, what do y'all think? Like, is the rental market really that impactful? Like, is, is it affecting the people? I mean, okay, we're talking about this because we saw a story this week. It, it, it's in Chinese, obviously Google Translate. Lah. Uh, the, the story was in China Entrepreneur. They spoke to several Chinese crypto entrepreneurs who came to Singapore and then subsequently left. And they all complain about rising rentals. 
What did they say? I thought Chinese Web3 should be doing fine. <laughs> Actually, there, there, there are two groups of, chi- of Chinese Web3 entrepreneurs, at least from my observation, la, when we can talk about that in a second. But I guess these guys, like this group that, that was cited in, in, in China Entrepreneur, uh, you know, they, 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 they saw Singapore as a place to, I guess, raise funds, build, whatever. They all left within a year, six, six months to a year, uh, one of them said his rent increased by $5,000. The second price increase in only six months that he was here. And then another one said the wet-free environment is better, but cost of living is 1.5 times that of Shanghai and Beijing. So th- these are like, yeah, startup founders, la, one group of them. But then there's another group where uh, like, you know, these big Chinese firms that moving their operations here wholesale, I mean, anecdotally, they look for um, GCBs huge properties for their founders and to base their whole teams. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we know of such companies where who rent GCBs in Bukatima, base all their staff Spe- there. Specifically Clooney Road. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those are specific. <laughs> la, say. Those are Come specific. On. Come on. <laughs> there are many houses along Clooney Road, la, guys. Yeah, we go and yeah. see which one. No, right? We're going like, to go there. Right? <laughs> but like, even like the rank and file, you know, junior staff, Live in this, li- live in these properties but along like, with like the senior. Would you wanna? You think about it, right? Like, would you wanna live in the same house as your boss, man? No, no fucking way, dude. I Even with a goddamn GCB, right? You know, with a freaking tiger in there or whatever, like Mike Tyson, right? There's no fucking way I want to stay there, dude. But this is like you know, you you watch. Maybe it's like, just you, bro. Maybe you are the problem, boss. Maybe uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> No, but, no, but I wouldn't like, want to stay with my boss. Yes, like like the show Silicon Valley, right? You know, you rent a small house, a yeah, garage man. somewhere, and then you build in this thing. But except it's on steroids, lah, because it's a Chinese company. You yeah, rent yeah. a GCB in Bukatima. <laughs> so, so, so we we, we we recently had site like we have site of actually I would say like a document. We call it a document. Yeah, yeah. A from flyer, like uh, from Singapore Realtors Inc. SRI, right? And it just lists the I would say like you know so basically what what they what it's it's actually a circular going out that you know they have like a few I quote right ready and urgent clients <laughs> or tenants <laughs> tenants right okay. with budgets with budgets ranging from fifty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand per month right? per month right they are mostly from tech companies and family office founders relocating their businesses from China to Singapore mm-hmm. yeah. They are looking to move in within a few weeks. That is very urgent there. <laughs> when you got to right. get out of China, you got to get out like straight away, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Whoa, whoa, we're going there. Right? <laughs> it's, it's not like the HDB downstairs, you know, then they got the, the people cut the small little slips down there. It's like, oh, I would love to rent here, blah, blah, blah. This is like <laughs> urgent. And then like on networks sending out information around. It's crazy. Yeah, they and they list out where they want to live. So it says, we are, you know, like... Like, well, uh, Cornwall Gardens, Delvey Road, 4th Avenue, Leiden Road, King Albert Park, Jervois Hill. Like, oh, you know, the list goes on. Like, basically all the GCB areas. Lah. But so this is one group of tech crypto entrepreneurs coming here. The others are like the startup founders and, and, and stuff. Lah. And these, but, and this, these like so-called small fries are being chased out. Lah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, like I also read like earlier this, this week uh, in the Straits Times uh, citing... Um, Relocation specialist Henley and Partners said that there'll be 3,500 new high net worth Singapore citizens this year, mostly from China. Yeah, you see? You see? Yeah. Well, okay, look, let, 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 let's, let's bring this back to crypto for, for, for a minute before we get into like the political side of this, because there is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you, man. It's you. But yes, thanks for, thanks for bringing it back. Yeah. So okay, what about look, crypto side so, of so, it? So look, here, here, I mean, as everyone knows, right, it doesn't matter like in terms of 
I guess in terms of job, job function, right? But in most cases, you you could. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. I mean, like you can you can definitely. It's one of those industries where you it is the norm to be working remotely, right? And if you think about the, if you're trading in crypto or like you know like you're 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 basically tapping into a global marketplace, so you'll be making the money in like you know like USD or or whatever, right? And it just makes sense for you to find a a cheap a cheaper location, so you just make more money. You know, like your, your costs go lower. I, I think in, in for, at least for certain types of like, you know, like startups and founders, the, the huge budgets that I just mentioned, right? You know, like I, I would suspect that a large bulk of that is coming from Chinese family offices. So this is quite a niche group. Whether they, the, the thing that actually really kind of like, I mean, it, it, make, it makes me kind of think, right, is that after you get around the rules of opening a family office here, right? There are a few, there are really a couple of types, right? Family offices that are just here, you know, they, they, they just open the company here, but have no intention of actually investing anything in Singapore. So they're here, for, they're here really for like, you know, the tax purposes to set up base. But, you know, in terms of actually making any investments here, uh, it's going to be quite limited. And then, you know, there's the other type that, you know, are actually open to kind of making investments mm. or deploying their capital. So there is this group of like, you know, like I would say Chinese family office, offices right now that, you know, it's actually pumping up the, the market price for rentals, right? But if you compare that to say the founders of like Web3 companies or startup founders, et cetera, right? they are definitely not as well capitalized. <laughs> mm, mm. They are a lot more price sensitive. You see? So I think we're talking about two different groups here. In Web3 or crypto, you know, it, is, it feels like the, 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 the country to be in is like a changing narrative you know, every six months or something like that. You know? like it's like the flavor of the month right now is Dubai. Right? You see a lot of like entrepreneurs in this space moving to Dubai. Hong Kong faces some of the similar issues that Singapore does in terms of like cost of living. So it's no better there, but let's say, you know, like paying, paying less is, is your concern. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the interesting part is uh, today, just, just today, or was it just yesterday, uh, the Singapore government came out with an uh, interesting new ABSD, right? So additional bias stamp duty, essentially trying to stamp uh, these kind of big money flowing into the residential market, right? As more and more of these kind of family offices come in, you know, uh, essentially the capital has to go somewhere, right? While they are scouting for where to put money. Um, so yeah, there's a phenomenon. So this whole property thing, you know, it comes one circle, right? It, it comes one circle to make it more expensive to live in Singapore, which means it essentially takes up more of your capital just to live here, reduces the risk appetite of entrepreneurs and reduces the risk appetite of the of the population. It's very interesting. But, you know, I heard a conspiracy theory. Oh, and yeah. This is, this is a Thank conspiracy Thank you for theory. saying oh. it's a conspiracy theory. I love it. I love how we are sprouting <laughs> conspiracy theory. It's like you're trying to take over Tucker Carlson, right? Like, like guy, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, no. Mark is on his way. But at least I say it's a conspiracy theory first. Get ready for the, ready for the yes, soundbite. Go for Bring it. it okay, look. I know that, okay, so what, what there is, is that like, I, I think, and I can't, I can't cite the exact regulation, okay, but I, I know that there are certain rules around how, you know, like Chinese family offices, if they want to kind of move their money overseas, right, I don't think the Chinese government is going to let them kind of like, you know, like do that, you know, without some sort of restrictions as well, especially if they're moving a lot of their funds out of China. One loophole to this is paying for rental and paying for housing, mm -hmm. okay? So if you put one and one together, right, right, this is how they are able to come up with like a $250,000 a month budget. It's the logical thing to say, I feel, uh, okay, that like on some level, there, there are definitely side deals going on. I rent out my property for $250,000 to this guy. Behind the scenes, I pay him back the money, right? And then, we, and then there is just some sort of like, I would say premium on top of that for that, for that, for that service. So like in a way, like the rental, the, when, we use, when I see these kind of prices, right, it almost kind of makes me think that is this another way to launder money, you know, um, through the back door? Because like on paper, it's clean, right? Like you, you can just declare it like, hey, look, I'm paying for my housing, you know? So legit transaction, Right. But then 
behind the scenes, right? This is where like, actually, I mean, hate to say it, but you know, crypto remittance services actually come to play. Like. You mm-hmm. can get the money out that way. Yeah, yeah. Just saying that's not the house view. You know, yeah, but, but, but this, <laughs> it's this a is conspiracy a, going on. This, this is conspiracy theory, la, but I mean, yeah, you yeah. think about it, right? No, but like, who, there is, there is, yeah, I, I do hurt. And it, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, who, we don't go there. Who's going to pay like $250,000 a month for rental, right? And you don't even own the property, dude. I mean, like, even though if it's super minted and everything, right? Like, you know, I mean, there has to be something going on there, like, in my opinion. I mean, they want to stay in Nassim Road one and say hi. Yeah. You know, like, morning, yeah. you know, like Beverly Hills, like that, right? It's so, like, you know, I, I, and, and, you? And, and here's the thing, right? The same company that is like, uh, the same group of people that's renting that GCP along Clooney, right? I know that they also have, okay, so like, you know, they're these like high end, like, you know, super high end sub KTVs in Singapore. Okay. Uh, I know for a fact that they also have a million plus dollar a month credit, right? At one of these KTVs, mm-hmm. okay? So like, you know, I mean, if you put that together, right? I mean, like that, that, that just makes a lot of sense, right? It's just another way for them to kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> get the money out in certain places. Uh. That, that sounds like a great topic for Rice, just saying. You know? <laughs> See, we'll do that. We'll do that for, for another day. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, right? So no, but, enough, okay, uh, but enough. About, for, about, yeah. about crypto companies uh, moving here and there or like, you know, whether... The rental market is a deterrence. I mean, okay, I I just saw this week as well, Cake DeFi, you know, one of our crypto platforms over here. They had just opened a huge office in Singapore like a couple months back. Yeah. Now they've opened another huge office in KL. So they had an office opening earlier this week. Um, you know, they they, they shared like uh, footage from, from the new office in KL. So it's not just like a small like sales office over there. It looks like big enough that they're going to, house developers or like their engineers and all that over there. I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, there's no need to have all these high um, expensive roles being based here. Might as well move it out to to uh, cheaper uh, locations nearby. I mean, this they didn't say any of that, but I mean, th- th- this just sounds like what's oh, going to be the case. Yeah, um, KL welcomes all, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, and I think there are quite a lot of articles going around talking about this. Like even Singaporeans are leaving. Mm-hmm. Right, and rent and renting out the HDB and going elsewhere to to live. Right, so it is very very interesting. But it's a big, it's a whole big shenanigan that uh, it's that we shouldn't go into today, lah. Right, so essentially, yeah, let's see how how high rents continue to uh impede innovation. <laughs> is that a fair <laughs> statement? That's quite a fair statement, right? High rents, you know, impede innovation. And uh, I mean, you you want to be based here, or I mean, also to have access to funding. And yeah. uh, uh, and 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 money, right? And so I guess that links to to the next topic. Uh, okay. So so I mean, I guess on that topic, right? Like you know, uh, this is so the the backstory to this is that as we all know that there there are quite a number of like VCs that are that are that are focused on Web three and crypto, and um, quite a few of them have essentially pulled back from crypto startups and have and they've wrote down a lot of their investments so that you know they've made a, like a, a huge paper losses on this. And there, there, I would say that there are a couple of reasons for this. I mean, scandals, right? Market downturn, regulatory uncertainty, right? I think more, more recently and more like, I, I would say like more, uh, the, the things that people be more familiar with would be, you know, like the, the collapse and bankruptcy of crypto exchange, FTX, right? So definitely has so, helped slow down the pace of funding and reinforce the need for due diligence. So I, I think it's slowing down a lot of deals. Most recently, uh, we have Tiger Global, right? So they, they had a $13 billion venture fund, which was launched late in 2021. I think this was yeah, just right smack in the middle of the bull run, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, tail end. La. You're right. So they, they just recently disclosed a 20% paper loss, right? So after writing down a few of their investments, so they reduced the value of its holdings in OpenSea, right? BAYC, Creator Yuga Labs, MoonPay, and then Sam Altman's WorldCoin. 
in total, Tiger had invested 126.8 million in OpenSea, right? And that investment is now worth 30 million. So you can imagine <laughs> that is like a, a, a... <laughs> I cannot. I tried to control not to laugh every day. Okay, but I fail. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that you know that, that that's enough said, right? Like if you look if I if you if you look at these figures and what's happening in the VC space, mm. I mean it's not particularly surprising. Mm-hmm. You know? So so I I don't know. What what, what do you guys think here? I, I I don't I don't really have an opinion on this, uh, to be very honest, you know, with you guys. I think firstly you don't need to feel bad for these guys, right? They are in the venture space, they know what they are playing with, right? Big wins, big losses. But I, I think I think where where it's becoming interesting is because like with the high rent, you know, with all these restrictions coming in, uncertainty, and then also with the lack of funding or dry off funding. Because if, if a lot of people on the streets are losing money, there will be a new bunch of capital that want to come in and play around. Yes. You know, but a lot of the big boys essentially will have to halt, right? And they pause. Yeah. Right. It, it really interesting, I would say like, so like point to this also is that um, there are reports that shares, right? In some of these price crypto, com- uh, crypto companies, right? Are actually available at a steep discount on secondary marketplaces, right? So I think just early last month at the like block Jalan reported- Kayu, uh, secondary <laughs> markets. Like, like what is secondary market spaces? Basically pri- private markets platforms. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, but there's this one called uh, Birel, B-I-R-E-L.io. It's a secondary marketplace. Yeah. Open sea shares trading there at a discount of 51%. So essentially is the shares because they're not listed in traditional stock market Correct. they have to Correct. find another way to that's right to go to share right and within Correct. their immediate network they are trying they are struggling to share so they put out on this kind of like Jalan Kayu secondary you know market thing you know to to essentially sell off their <laughs> illiquid shares Correct. that's the idea yeah but oh um, my goodness I mean, the, the one that you cited OpenSea right at 50 something percent discount we don't need to talk about like the NFT the state of NFT uh, marketplaces <laughs> today uh, I mean there's so many there's so many competitors they're all the same they're basically just a listing platform uh, the one which allows you to churn the most will get you the most users and then you gotta offer like airdrops for users to farm and like um, I mean, it's a race to the bottom, lah. So, I mean, not 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 good investments at the during this time, especially. Uh, but what is the figure? I mean, you said that the VC funding globally is down. Is is something like eighty percent in the last quarter to hit like two point something billion, right? In the first quarter. Yeah, which two, means two point four billion in Q one. And so, so this is like down. I mean, so eighty percent down since twenty twenty. Where that 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 was the that was the bull market. The, I guess were like twelve million, well, twelve look, billion I, or something I, like that. I, I, I think that in fact actually they right right now it would probably be the right time for these VCs to be making to be actually making investments. Uh, because you know, then then you would actually be getting companies at like a more a pad down and like a more accurate market value. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so 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 I, I, I think that um the the other point to be made here is that if you're launching a crypto startup or like, you know, uh in fact just just startup, be just be prepared to take or take a very realistic view to the valuation that you want. But like, you know, this doesn't mean that investments are not coming in. Like they are it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to your point, actually in, in that same report, it said that crypto venture investing actually increased in uh, February and March. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, right now it's discounts. I would say discounts, but I would say, you know, they would, they would, they would say it's like more, a more accurate market value yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a value trap, guys. Maybe it's a value maybe, trap. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't catch a falling knife. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah <laughs> I'm not sure. There'll be a lot of consolidation. Uh, there'll be a lot. Okay, I think the, the, the part that a lot of people don't realize is when the market shrinks like this, right, there will be a lot of consolidation. Mm. And when capital concentrates around a few of the big boys that will go out consolidating, they become the big winners, right? Don't expect to buy some weird, obscure, small little thing and then it will rise back up. It's not so simple, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, there are a lot of value traps uh, in the falling market. Okay, please. Uh, PSA, uh. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Uh, anybody, anything else to add in, in the VC crypto space? I, I, I don't really feel bad for them. Like. They lose money. Is their oh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. So. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It, it just generally follows trends in the yeah. broader tech yeah. startup yeah. space, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. not crypto specific, yes. I guess. Correct. It's yeah. not crypto specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but let's be clear. Uh, don't go to the secondary market to anyhow buy weird <laughs> shit. Uh. Right, right. They'll call, call, <laughs> it has to consolidate. Right? We can have that discussion another time. But yes, uh, just a PSA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe um, uh, like the third story I want to talk about this week, I guess, okay, it's it's something a bit more fun, but it seems like meme coin season is back. Meme coin season is back. It's rolling. <laughs> it's rolling. Meme, yeah. So like, there's been a mini boom in meme coins recently. I don't know what you guys, ha- you guys have seen, but you know, things like Pepe, Pepe the Frog, right? Wojak. <laughs> Chad, Flocky Inu. These are like the names of tokens that have been pumping like mad, like, you know, two to 500x in like the past couple of weeks, right? Okay. <laughs> now, okay, you can just, you can just tell by the number of traders on decentralized exchanges. Like, I think on Ethereum's decentralized exchanges, the number of traders grew to the highest number of daily traders since like end of 2021. So yeah, bull market is back, at least within this space. Okay, but what are meme coins, yeah? High Thanks demand. Thanks for answering. What are meme coins, please? <laughs> yeah, I know Go you're going to ask, right? Yeah, high yes, demand, yes. low liquidity tokens. So they all have daily transaction volumes of like 10 to 100 million. Typically, they are not based on u- any utility at all. They have... Hence the meme? Yeah. <laughs> usually would have some sort of dog reference. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a crypto thing, right? Like, okay, Flocky Inu. What, what is Flocky Inu? Well, this, this, this token surged like 160% earlier this week after being listed on Binance.us. Why it surged? Because, yeah, you know, people say, yeah, this is increasing its visibility and credibility among the crypto community. But I, well, I guess well, the, the interesting thing about Flocky Inu, or even how it came about, it's all started when Elon Musk said that he would name his Shiba Inu Flocky Inu. Correct. Mean coin. <laughs> Hey, don't be surprised that he's the one behind it. And then, like you know, he he he's a pump and dump for sure, right? No, he, no, don't no be for sure. So when it when it's listed, uh, this is it, it allows all these uh, early uh, holders, adopters, whatever to to dump la. Yeah. yeah. If you go and do it, an investigative piece, right, you you won't be surprised that you know maybe Musk is behind it, right? Because you just need to stage a show, knows, right? Yeah. You stage a show, yeah. and then and then you oh done, let's go. Oh. Yeah, I I think like uh, two Christmases back, uh, he dressed his dog in a Santa Claus outfit. Uh. And because of that, the Flocky token uh, grew by 19,000% in, in 48 hours. Yeah, okay, you should also keep in mind that like, you know, while, while these tokens have, a, you know, very large, I mean, there, there's like a high number of these tokens. Like I think Pepe has like 420 trillion, you know, something like that. The majority are held by very few users. Uh. So they want a listing on a major exchange so they can exit. Yeah, it's a pump and dump. Don't yep. join it. Don't join it. Right? We can start one uh, if we want. Right? No, we you can easily start. Yeah. You can easily create your own token, mint it online, and and start selling it. In, in, yeah, in, I, I mean, look, like guys, if you're an amateur trader, right, or like just like whatever, right. I mean, if you want to buy these tokens for fun for the for the laws, right? That's okay, lah. But I don't want to call them professional traders, uh, You know, but but the communities out there using taking advantage of bots, you know, to just take maximum advantage of what's happening right now. And one of them is called maximum extractable value bots, MEV bots, uh, right? So. What, what they are actually, they use complex algorithms to, you know, to identify and, you know, exploit uh, profitable opportunities in the DeFi ecosystems. And in most cases, they extract profits through arbitrage opportunities, okay, or other kinds of market inefficiencies. So an example of this is like a, a I mean, quote unquote, quote, a uh, sandwich attack, right? 
Uh, I don't know whether, whether you've heard this strategy before. But anyway, so typically, right, what happens here is when the MEV bot reads an incoming transaction and then front runs the order, pushing up the price of the asset for the original buyer. So it's essentially once the price goes up, the, the buyer then just dumps the token, right? In, in essence, this is you're, illegal, I'm just saying. Yeah, so in essence, you're, if, you're, if you're trading these things on your own and, and you're essentially kind of like going to a gunfight with a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because basically, if you yeah. are a retail trader trying to get in on meme coins, you are the exit liquidity. Exactly, you are. Exactly. You are yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this has been supposedly la, ruled out in the tra traditional financial space. It's considered illegal, yep. right? Uh, to, to play this kind of shit, you know. And then there's the whole arbitrage across different exchange, you know. This is the momentum play, you know, uh, to put it in traditional finance languages. Uh, it is what it is, la, right? Even if it's illegal, there will be still people that play around with it, man. These things still exist. Uh, but yeah, la, don't. La, la. I'm very amazed when I see people's wallet and all these weird, weird things are there. These guys that do the sandwich attacks, they also have very interesting usernames. They stay at GCB, ah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, 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 but guys, the story here, right, is like, you know, like how like the, the Peppy the Frog team, right, has seemed to entice users to forsake the dog tokens, <laughs> you know, in, in favor of a frog, dude. Like, I mean... <laughs> right. I cannot say, I cannot. Bro, guys, let's think, think, think about this number, okay? In the past three days, right, <laughs> the Peppy the Frog, Peppy the Frog token, right, the mean coin, right, has risen over 21,000%. You know, trading volumes on Uniswap is like 30 million plus. Wow. Look. You know, I, I, I... It became the sixth largest meme coin, like, I don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then to be clear, right? To be clear, you know, uh, after learning about this whole crypto thing, right, I have moved away from this idea of like everything must have utility, must have value, <laughs> must all that, right? It is about your investing methodology. If you can consistently hit this kind of thing, right, that means you got a system. Right, that means if I you mean, can consistently hit it, then you got a system, you got to teach me, right? I, I, I will not discount the very fact that if you can keep spotting these things, yeah, I, I think that's a that's an yeah. interesting discussion too. No, I, I, I agree. I okay, agree. But, but okay, uh -huh. here's another thing, right? On why you will never win. So there was a story that came out also about Pepe, yeah? So some guy bought $27 of Pepe and then on paper, it grew, the value grew to a million dollars within a couple of days since its launch. Okay, so now he so-called has a million bucks on his hands, but you know he's never going to get this million because he's it's going to be impossible to cash this out. Why? Okay, because there's low demand. That's one, and the price will just crater once you know such such a volume goes onto the market. So yeah, cashing out and liquidating is another matter. It'll take years to actually see any of these profits. Uh. Yeah, I mean like uh, there's this, I, this analyst. I, don't, I can't even pronounce his name. Gregor's Dords. <laughs> his name <laughs> oh yeah actually yeah it says here according to this analyst it'll take 46,200 years to liquidate investors pay pay tokens <laughs> Shit. because okay also yeah the top 100 holders for about 45% of the entire supply and like I said the supply is like 420 trillion so yeah that's a meme coin uh, meme coin market for you uh, okay, it's fun so, so the house, fun, house view is but, don't don't la, don't <laughs> yeah, but but I mean it's nice, right? Like 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 that these narratives are part of the crypto ecosystem. I'm not sure if it's nice. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, guys, you know, gambling is a, is a use case too. FYI. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah no. exactly. And I mean, meme coins they also make crypto fun and accessible. Tim, <laughs> <laughs> you actually said that. I mean, I I'm not participating in this, but like the memes are funny. 
the like like the stories are great that that come mm. out of this space, but yeah, Let, yeah. let's let's make the frog the main new. The it, new it, thing. It, the, yeah. So it, the, yeah, the story in in summary, the frog is now mightier than the dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we we do know someone that that. Uh, retired off uh, Shiba coin, right? We did, we did. Yeah, yeah we we actually do know, know someone that, that retired off of of the. Was it no? Was it Do- Doge or Shiba? Shiba, Shiba. Oh, like Shiba. Okay, one, yeah. shit. I mean, anyway, yeah, we we do know people who have actually retired off these tokens. Uh, so like, uh, I mean, whatever. But he it managed is, to liquidate know. it, right? In yeah, he sense. did. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quit his cushy government job as well. Yeah. Now, now is a now is an angel investor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he know? Okay, never mind. Never I mean, he's he to, to be fair to him, he's into dogs. Uh. he showed us his phone, and it was a Shiba on it, his own. Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this guy My made me God, rich, dude. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guy made money from a Shiba coin, and then quit the government job, and then now is an angel investor going around sprouting his ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen so many of those like angel investors, right? And I'm like, you don't know how to invest. You are just lucky. But anyway, yes. anyway, <laughs> we, we don't go there. We don't go there. We should get him on the show. It's better to be lucky than smart, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- we I can mean, get him on the show, right? Yeah, we can of get course him we can get him on the show. Yeah, we can. Yeah. We can. Lucky okay, gives yeah. you that one-off. La. If you're smart, it's a consistent game. La. But that's mm. a different discussion. La, huh? that, no, the, the, the thing is that having the self-awareness to realize that you're lucky and not smart. That is key. Yes, exactly. That's the part. That so he shouldn't be injured investing. Correct. He should be traveling so, like, around. I, but no, he, know, but awesome. he is a smart guy. He's a smart okay. guy. Okay, okay, so like he's definitely a smart guy. But I'm just saying that in generally, like, you know, like uh, uh, if you're self-aware that you're lucky and not smart, right? Then you won't be, then you won't, then you won't do anything stupid, lah. That's the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great, great last line, right? Like okay. finally we come back okay. to reality. No conspiracy theory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Any last things to add for anyone this week? You know, for yeah, this week of crypto. Uh no, I think that that's I think that that I think we should end on a strong note, man. Like yes. you know, like how like yeah, the frogs are taking over the world now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Love it. Uh and check out blockhead.co and uh, their meme TikTok use TikTok page. Wait, are you still putting up new meme TikTok videos? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, Cohen yeah. needs to do more of that, right? So yeah. Okay. We'll All see right, you then. guys next week. Take care guys. Bye. Right, see you. Hey coconuts. So yes, uh I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project. But we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually, you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments. And if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff, then that is where we're trying to cover. But not from the angle of like, this is good, that is bad, but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and i hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week